Welcome back to the SM Podcast. I'm Joel Cartwright. And with me, as he is most of the time. Most times. Most times. Most times. Most times. My personal Bob Smuda. Mr. Brian Drury. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I get a Zamuda in this? Yeah, well, I don't know. Is the real Zamuda creepier than the Paul Giamatti (laughs) Zamuda? I think that was pretty good casting. Yeah. That was pretty good casting. Yeah, Giamatti comes with a certain level of creep right off the top. Yes. There's a a Giamatti aesthetic. Yep. 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 So before we get too off track, we kind of, and we kind of, um, discussed right off the top one of our main points for today is mm-hmm. Brian and I both watched the Netflix documentary and really mm-hmm. a, it's a life changer it's a paradigm I was going to say if you, you didn't give it enough if you didn't give enough do here it's transformative it's a transformative film I think it wants to be transformative or at least the main protagonist well, thinks mean. it's transformative I don't know <laughs> if it really is or not it's definitely interesting <laughs> but the oh, Netflix documentary scary. starring Canada slash America's Jim Carrey, um, Jim and Andy, the great beyond is the title. Oh, so Brian I and I both watched this. Yeah. I forgot the, the great beyond part. Yes. It has, it has nothing to do with anything. No, no, no. It's, okay. it's, it's all over the place, but we, we both, well, Brian watched this first. It made an impression on him. He needed to unpack it. So it was just one of those things that came up on Netflix that was like new on Netflix. And I was searching for something and I'm usually into the documentaries. So I just flipped it on and uh, it changed my life. It scared the hell out of me. And I had to report the next day at work. I had to tell everyone about it. Yes, it was affecting me deeply. Yes, and I, I had heard from from other um, media sources and uh, some other podcasts of people discussing it and also commenting on the its its impact. And so I kind of decided I had to watch it. And then we thought it would be a great pod topic to discuss and unpack because there's a lot there and a lot of uh, weirdness. <laughs> so you, yeah, just go ahead. You you were kind of oh. Uh, into what you to you watching it and so just go well so um i i i think uh someone that we were eating lunch with noticed that i was like visibly disturbed by something before i even started talking about it and Mm -hmm. it was kind of drawn out of me what was going on i had to talk about this uh, what what do you call him? Actor, entertainer, performer, Jim Carrey. What do you, what is he? Just weirdo. <laughs> I would just uh, yeah. I would weird. I would say in a broad sense, actor, comedian. Actor, comedian. At least that's okay. kind of his, what he's known for. What what he is now or what he's trying to become, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. By the end of it, I was um grappling with some of the things that he was saying mm-hmm. kind of i mean they don't sound that crazy but they are that crazy and he is just so convincing and charismatic that they sound like good ideas to you and i was afraid of myself <laughs> okay 
<laughs> I, I feel like, um, yeah, okay. Okay, go I, ahead, your turn. Did you watch this alone or did you watch it with your rehab, Mountain Dew Rehab accountability partner? How, how did that go? Uh, my my sponsor was not with me. Okay, no relapses? What's that? Did you have any relapses? I have not had a relapse, but um, okay. it's becoming a better and better idea. In this documentary, were you seeing messages in Jim Carrey's beard? Was Jim Carrey's beard telling you to like ride the green dragon? What what was going on? Yes, his little his beard tendrils were like braiding into words like little snakes, like uh, Davy Jones on uh, oh, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good? That was, I've I've never even attempted a Davy Jones before. Um. I don't know if it was good or not. I don't remember that well enough to know, but I was flashing back to the one time you really did an all-time great impression of um, one boss, Nass, from Star Wars oh. Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Hashtag that prequel was... memes. Prequel memes. Uh, that was inspired because uh wow that was like a year ago i sat down with my wife and we watched all the star wars and she had never seen phantom menace so mm-hmm. um the boss nas was strong with me that day mm. indeed you saw think the gungans know <laughs> can't even get through it yeah. so what what was um lady drury's overall take on the prequels she doesn't mind them okay she thinks they're fine. She okay. actually said this yesterday because we okay. were talking about going and seeing uh, The Last Jedi. And I told her that we'd have to sit down and watch all the Star Wars before we were allowed to go. Oh, you better get on did, that. Yeah, 16 hours or so. Um, because we had re- re- recently watched Rogue One and Force Awakens. But um, she, was, she said, and I was like, you even want to watch the prequels? And she said, I don't, I don't mind the prequels. And I think it's because she didn't grow up with the with the uh, four through six, so that wasn't a, a, a molding force in her life that was besmirched mm-hmm. by CGI. So, mm-hmm. you know, and she loves Hayden Christensen, yes. big Christensen, big jumper fan. What was it? <laughs> Yes, so we're going to leave uh, the Jim Carrey doc and just solely talk about Hayden Christensen vehicles. Let's yes. please do that. And no. the, the jowls of Boss Nass and Davy Jones Locker. Yes. Anyway, so what the, what Jim Carrey has a, has a very uh, robust beard in this, yes. in this doc. And it, there's a lot of close-ups of his face and him looking directly into the camera and then making what he thinks is a very profound statement and then staring at the camera. So it, so it sinks in, you know, so it really sinks in what he's on unblinking, unblinking, just yes. Yes. hold dead eyes. Um, his, his beard looks like a cross between, I've said this three times, I think Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. and Kurt Russell in guardians of the galaxy two. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, that's a good, it's it's strong for as you know mm-hmm. and it completes the weirdo it completes the the hermit look so yeah get on him it's that canadian breeding yeah but i mean the rest of them doesn't look very unkempt i mean his hair looks 
His hair looks lovely. He was wearing a nice mm-hmm. leather jacket, but he has just this crazy, like Unabomber-ish beard, which kind of I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever. And I, I, um, I went back to the timeline to see how long that's taken him to grow. And I don't know when do you think they filmed this? Do you think they filmed it recently, or do you think this was in the can? Um, shoot. Uh, I, I, I think it's fairly recent probably okay. within the last year to 18 months so before the, stock, the new footage before yeah. this doc we uh there was an interview circulating the internet in september about him just right. on a red carpet spouting nonsense just complete nonsense and he was clean shaven and that was you know not okay. that long ago so if he can grow that in two months um i mean okay so it probably was before maybe, that maybe we should follow him in his cult no, yeah, I think it definitely was before that because I don't think they would have yeah. shot it. You know, he could beard, shoot that all those scenes, and then edit that all together and everything. So it was right. before that. Right. But so the the main, as we did, we always have a good have a good tangent. But the main sort mm. of thrust of this doc is he he made the movie Man on the Moon, nineteen ninety nine, about the life of Andy mm. Kaufman, yep. and there was a bunch of like footage behind the scenes footage that was what they call it's part of the electronic press kit or whatever, like the bonus features, the making of all that type of stuff. Right. Um, he had, I think we, we, it's revealed that a documentarian who was Andy Kaufman's girlfriend, right? At one wife. point, wife, Oh, was it his wife? It, either way, she was in a relationship with. Yes, because it's the um, the person that Courtney Love plays. Courtney Love character, yeah, it's his wife. Yes, is um, she was a documentary filmmaker, so she shot the footage, and it's just behind the scenes of him, essentially staying in character as Andy mm-hmm. Kaufman through the filming of this and all the weirdness that ensues, and it was kind of sequestered or not released by the studio because they thought it would be damaging for a number of years. And now they yes. finally have released it as part of this documentary. So that's I thought, what centers he, I thought that he was in control of it. Wasn't he in control of it? Not sure, but that was just okay. what I had read as the premise of the movie, why it wasn't right. included before or released right. up to this point. Right. And there's a lot of, there's uh, I can't I couldn't count how many times in this documentary where there are people yelling at the camera crew to stop filming or there's no filming <laughs> allowed or stop filming or t- turn that off and all this stuff. So right. there's a lot of that. Right. Um, but so it centers around that. And one thing we had kind of discussed as, as a main point and a discussion topic is he he kind of alludes to but then he almost retracts right away or kind of makes an allusion to he's not or people aren't seeing past the literal when he's saying yeah, before he made this movie, he said like he was looking out at the ocean and he felt, you know, the spirit of Andy inhabit mm-hmm. him. And he like refers to himself as Andy at certain times or has people refer to him as Andy. Right. And, you know, he's clearly going method, but, where where did you fall on that? Did you think he actually believed that, or do you think that this is somehow part of his act? See, that's tough because at some point in the it's it's so blurry. At some point in the the footage, 
he's he's complaining about how much he's working. He's complaining as Andy Kaufman about how much he has to be working in this film. And then he's like, oh, no, I don't have to come in tomorrow. I have to be Tony tomorrow. But then he's like, no, Tony's coming in. So I get a break. Yeah. So he's like, he's, he's uh, struggling to keep it all right in his own head. Right. But um, I think he was trying at the time to get to like this new serious level by just making everyone really upset. Mm -hmm. And now he rationalizes it as he, this was like a spiritual journey for him. Right. And I think too, I think there was an aspect of that is, and maybe him not fully understanding um, that it, it sort of was an act. A lot of it was an act for Andy Kaufman too. And uh, like, 99% of it <laughs> right, well, no, what, what I mean is like, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. And there's several kind of parts in there where uh, with some of the people he acted and like Jerry Lawler, for example, um, where he's saying, you know, he wasn't in character all the time. Like Jim Carrey right. is being, he was, you know, we do our bit or whatever. And then he was a nice guy afterwards. So I think there, I think there was a lot of Jim Carrey kind of projecting wh how he thought Andy Kaufman was going to act. So he was doing like his version of Andy Kaufman, not necessarily him actually but, acting like him. Right. But his version is the only and best version. Sure. In of his course. opinion. Yeah. Sure. I felt, I felt really bad for some of the people that were on camera, like, discussing their actual relationship with Andy Kaufman and how Jim is like destroying it. Yes. That would be, I've never even, even considered this, but that is like torturous. Yes. I can't imagine losing someone you cared about and then having someone come back and inhabit them so poorly and just, just destroy your memories of the person. That is <laughs> evil. That is evil. That's crazy. Well, and the fact, too, that towards the end of it, he sort of, when they're shooting the part of the film where Andy has cancer. Right. And oh he's God. like method acting is that he has cancer and he's being pushed around in a wheelchair and he's clearly getting more gaunt so, and he shaved his so head offensive. and everything. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, offensive. yeah, I get it. But, there, you know, like there's people that, you know, actually that are going through that and yeah it's just yeah it, it just to me it's kind of when we discuss this as well it's either shows a complete lack of self-awareness or a th th i think that this is so great that it just kind of transcends all that or just yeah. i don't care well, I, I don't know what it is here's here's they they allude to this over okay. the course of the documentary is that he consciously makes a decision early in his career to do whatever it takes to be famous. Right. To, to succeed, to become a multimillionaire. And I think he, at the time, believed that this was the path. Mm -hmm. And no matter, no, you know, whatever the cost was, no, no, no qualms about anything. And later he has, since everyone's fucking mad at him and no one likes him, he's trying to spin it as into that. This is some kind of 
I don't, I don't even know what you would call this. It, it was um, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> horrifying. Yeah, and, and just as you said, too, I think he there was he started out a certain way, but I think there were certain, you know, slips or slip ups or one point. I mean, if he was really trying to play off this thing of being mm-hmm. inhabited, he's at one point he's smoking. And he's like, oh, I'm smoking. Oh, I don't smoke. Well, mm-hmm. he's clearly referring to himself that him that Jim Carrey doesn't smoke, but yeah. he's supposed to be Andy Kaufman. And he said, and you know, and just to the 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 part too that you kind of were mentioning about him interacting with family members or people that knew him when he kind of even said that he was sort of reconciling with Andy's uh, illegitimate daughter. Yeah. Wow. Which. <laughs> <laughs> I just wow. don't like how, how that's just can't be healthy really on, a, on any he, level. I mean, he really, he really built that one as like, he's like, Oh, you know, it was so, it was so sweet and it, it was nice. And, you know, like he was, he starts to cry a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. God. I would, yeah. I would be very interested in watching that with a mental health professional and just being like, yeah. What just as as we go through this, just throw out the red flags. Just tell me <laughs> tell me just a severe, severe illness. Because <laughs> that's the only explanation I have for this. Yeah, and in some of the research I did for this, I kind of was reading up on him a little bit and saw that I guess he's been diagnosed as having depression and was on medication for it, but then has been on record as saying that, you know, I'm not taking the medication anymore. Mm -hmm. So usually not a good thing, but yeah, I'm I'm not an expert. And the, the documentary like conveniently just leaves out everything else to, that deals with Jim Carrey, like all the other things he's dealt with in his life. It's specifically about how, Jim Carrey thinks playing Andy Kaufman was transformative, like transformative on like an entire societal universe level. Yes. And we, we never talk about all these things, like how he gets into being anti-vax or like, (laughs) you know, yeah, just his life in Hollywood. Some of the suspicious deaths that have surrounded his career, Um, you know, the stuff that would make you mentally ill basically. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 clearly kind of from from his kind of from his slant or from his perspective a little bit and and mm-hmm. still even with that I think it's quite damaging and if it right. was kind of made by uh, sort of someone outside of this and and really the only there, there's really the only new interview is him there's kind of people a little bit talking about him yeah when he was making the movie but nothing really from the outside but i think if it was made kind of by an independent third party it would certainly be different right but certainly yeah. very fascinating yeah that's the whole thing is we never actually get another opinion you get glimpses of people that he's worked with giving the camera like well this is really fucked look <laughs> and then nothing they don't say anything uh it's all very from the point of view of jim yes. essentially i w- i would love to hear what paul giamatti has to say 
Yeah. <laughs> as, as we mentioned, there's a great role of like Paul Giamatti and Danny DeVito kind of like looks to the camera. Like, and I think right. we described it as your drunk uncle is going on a rant or something at Thanksgiving. And you're just kind of like <laughs> looking at the rest of the family. Like, yeah, this is, this is what we're doing. And you this guys see what all's going on here. Yep. And we're okay. We're just going to ride it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not the best, but I just had a couple um, bullet points of quick hits of, of notes that I jotted down and I just wanted to throw it at you and get your feedback. Yeah. So one of the things I like to do, when I'm watching documentaries because they're usually kind of a time capsule mm -hmm. and you get a little kind of like, Hey, this is what was going on in the world and, and everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. So especially with what's happening now, there's, there's <laughs> a like news clip when they're talking about Jim Carrey and like, Oh, Jim Carrey, most successful um, actor going and everything. And none other than Matt Lauer is reporting that news to us. Wow. <laughs> Like full head of hair, Matt Lauer. So, yep. Uh, uh, how how quickly things change. Creeposaurus. Yes. Um. Not the best transition uh, to, from that to this, but when they were showing some clips for the mask, mm -hmm. just really really struck by by a young Cameron Diaz. I you, I you kind of forget. You kind of forget. <laughs> She she had she had quite the fastball there. She was really throwing the heat, and I was just like, "Oh wow, wow!" I may or may not have uh, not Careful. so tastefully said uh, "Prime Diaz" when she came on screen. <laughs> oh, that's that's fine. Uh, it's yeah, not like full hour or anything. No, it's not like you groped the Sabaro or anything. You know? <laughs> that's a callback. Yep, callback. And and quick aside, this isn't the best timing, but we do want to mention. Uh, Executive producer Joe working really hard. So we we had a, we already have an episode in the can from last week. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to have a double barrel yes and this week. Double double feature. Two pods one day. So mm -hmm. shout out to Joe and the rest of the Y'all Don't Say That network. And uh, hopefully you can be dragged down by our two episodes this week. <laughs> so... Um, one thing I, I noticed, and it seemed like whenever Jim was talking about a director or or saying something that a director said, yeah, and usually they were foreign directors, he always had to do the impression. He always had to do an impression of that person. He couldn't just say like, yeah. oh, Milos Foreman said this to me. It was like, well, you know, Jim, you know, Jim and I had dinner. and all. It's like, come on, man. Uh, I actually love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, no, I mean, it's fine, but yeah, yeah. whatever. I was hoping to talk to Jim. <laughs> um, one of the things he said is, and again, this is kind of just a window into, I think, what he's thinking and going through. He, he says that you have to kill who you really are and create. A, a perception like for the world or create another persona. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, you don't buddy. You, you don't have to. <laughs> you really Do you don't. think he just finished uh game of Thrones. Yes. Kill the boy, kill the boy, Jim Carrey. Boy. The man be born. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's, I thought the whole thing was in the whole, everybody's great generation of, you know, be who you are and that's okay. So he mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't get that message apparently. 
Uh, yeah, see, I would really like a clarification on this. And I doubt okay. we'll ever, I doubt we'll ever get this. I'll, I doubt we'll ever get a, a very lucid Jim Carrey sit down with like Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. with like, what is going on, dude? Like, don't stop with the cosmic stuff and just like what? Yep. Be real for a second. Yep. We'll never get it. But I, I would really like to know where he's coming from with these opinions. These just seem to be like opinions he formed on an acid trip. There's no mm-hmm. like he didn't read Nietzsche or, you know, Voltaire or something. And like he's not quoting anybody. This is all from him. Yep. You know what I mean? It's very odd. Well, you know, I, I think there's always setting aside sort of any potential mental health issues or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. You always just wonder about certain people just when they have just a ton thrown at them. And, you know, he mm-hmm. went to like instant global icon pretty quickly and mm-hmm. what that does to somebody. And I, I think he also mentioned too, and that was, well, the, one of the illuminating things he said, he was really depressed and sad when he got done filming the movie because he had to go back to being himself, you know, and all that entailed and yeah. which at, to, to kind of, kind of ram that point home, they were showing a lot of him with like paparazzi people around and he's signing autographs and all this stuff. So it was, mm-hmm. the impression was that I don't know necessarily if it was him or all the things that came with being celebrity Jim Carrey and that type of stuff. I don't know. Right. And he seems to really have gone away from that. So if he's doing that and that makes him happy, then good for him. I, don't, you know. I mean, if it's, it would be very convenient to just not just act like a complete animal for two years and just have no responsibilities. That'd be fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, so in, in a, in a couple anyway. of things, no, too, when he was, um, when he was in his character as Tony Clifton, which is Andy Kaufman character. Right. And even the, I think the fine print on the documentary is Jim and Andy, the great beyond featuring a very special contractually obligated mention of Tony Clifton. That's like the whole title, but okay. he was talking about, it was very meta. Cause he was as the Tony Clifton character saying like, I shared a, bottle of wine with Jim Carrey last night, you know, and that yeah. guy's really sad and he's worried that he's not going to get the glory or the credit for like how brilliant this is. And that was to me like kind of a sort of a signaling, like, yeah, right. like what, what I'm doing is, is brilliant. And I just kind of want, he, there was a couple of times when he mentioned like, you know, the kind of like, well, this is really not going to be understood at the time or, or whatever, right. that type of thing. So, or I, yeah, that, and that he's actually, briefly asking for help yeah that too because he would never he would never say that as jim you know what i mean yeah so yeah yeah there's a lot i I would yeah like you said i would be very interested to see what a a mental health professional had to say Mm -hmm. about this and kind of unpacked it um i think when he kind of was talking about his dad a little bit which, you know, as he said, everybody gets emotional talking about their dad. But to yeah. me, that seemed to be like the most honest thing in the whole thing. It that, did. That was when he was not like putting on anything. Like he's just talking about his dad. And that was yeah. to me like the most honest he was during the whole thing. 
we were getting we were getting to the core of his uh, motivations, why he is the way he is. Yes, and uh, the he mentions a period in his young adult life where his dad lost his job and they became homeless, so they suffered pretty pretty greatly in the the Great White North. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they roll into the whole the the ten million dollar check thing, mm-hmm. and him going on Oprah and. Yes. And before we, if we can unpack that, if you want, but before we do, I wanted to add on to something you just said. And as both of us are big fans of Canada and kind of the Canadian like aesthetic of kind of, Oh, you know, everything's, you know, not that bad. And you know, that whole thing, he had a joke in his standup where he said, you know, my dad lost his job and we were homeless for a while. And he said, yo, I'm from Canada, so I just thought we were camping all the time. <laughs> so it was just a great kind of Canadian humor yeah, type of thing. That is pretty good. That is a good one. Pretty um, good. Yeah, and I think at lunch it, with that group we were with, we kind of thoroughly unpacked the logistics and the legalities of writing yourself a check for $10 million <laughs> that you didn't have and things like FDIC yeah. insurance were brought up and all, all this different stuff. Yeah. So finance professionals really diagnosed that one. <laughs> we really, really chopped that up. So yeah. we're like, no, um, see, he can't actually do that because that's not legal. And there's, well, he must've future dated it. He must've future dated it. Did they talk <laughs> about that? Amount of time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> check is just not vo- valid for, for five years. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> and also just an all-timer of a line that that he said that I kind of was like no that's not how it is is he said we yearn for what happens at death. And I think like the greatest fear that people say in humanity is like the fear of death. And we're actually wired to avoid death and mm-hmm. and survive. Um so that was just interesting. And that he was also saying that in the context of just being free from everything. So and again, as if, yeah. yes, that he wouldn't he had, have to keep putting on this act when he died, you know, or that he had actually in a way died when he became somebody else and then went back to living some as Jim. Well, yeah, that's the whole, uh, you have yeah. to kill who you are thing. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Well, you know, that's uh, probably one of those red flags when someone's talking about uh, not surviving or not living anymore, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Interesting. Yeah. There there has to be somebody has had to have done like a article and we'll have to likely google mm-hmm. that later of like a mental health professional's take on this documentary. Mm-hmm. But um I I would definitely recommend the documentary on Netflix. It's definitely entertaining and it's definitely absorbing, intriguing. You leave with a lot of questions and a lot to discuss. So maybe that's what Jim was going for. I don't know. Maybe I highly recommend it. I, I was discussing with some, um, actually I think I was talking to executive producer, Joe, uh, he described it as being awesome. I don't know if I would use those words. I would say intriguing and horrifying, but but a must see. Yeah. So he was like awesome. Like, yeah, that was cool. Like, I would like, I'm not sure. we didn't really Carey dig into like, it. Okay. We didn't like, really look at that Jim Carrey. He's so wacky. Look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't, okay. we didn't, we didn't dig into it, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it to my mom, but 
Maybe to my brother or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So real, real, real quick. Yeah. Just what's what's your favorite Jim Carrey film? Oh boy. Liar, liar, like stands out for me. Yeah. Um. That's a good one. Liar, Dumb liar. Uh. No, I was oh, I was okay. Oh, oh. I was okay on Dumb and Dumb. Dumb and Dumber is pretty good. Okay. Um. My wife loves Ace Ventura. Well, loves sure. loves sure. loves Ace Ventura. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go liar liar. Definitely. Okay. okay. Truman Show is pretty good too, but. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, you're just not gonna answer that one, or. <laughs> No, I, I, was, I did. I said like liar, liar, dumb and dumb. And even, you know, he has he has a lot of range. I know like when you get into something like Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. I mean, that's a great movie. See, I never I never went down that path. I never went down the, the emo, oh, and, you know, you should check that out, especially in light of what you just watched. Really? Yeah. It okay. might throw you for a loop for a while. Like, right. You know, we have to do some more unpacking, but that's a it's a good movie. And he is really good in it. Um, yeah. So we, we've, this has been a little heavy, a little heavier and that maybe yeah. not as many yucks, but I'm going to fix that because <laughs> we have a bit. Okay. Bit time. Okay. This is the Let's personal pan pizza bit of the day. Ready? Well, air there horns are back. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. This is just simply true or false. Jim Carrey facts. Okay. Wow. I'm just going to throw out a Jim Carrey fact. You just tell me if it's true or false. Okay. Best out of five wins the personal pan pizza. Okay. Okay. Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Jim Carrey was honored by Canada with a limited edition stamp with his likeness on it. Wow. What is a greater honor? Being a nation's beanie baby or... <laughs> A national stamp. Uh, is there a national Beanie Babies? Did I miss this? Do you, rem- do you remember when they came? Okay. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember you- Beanie Babies? Remember that one time you were in the Beatles? It was really awesome. <laughs> uh, no, they had like a, a, I think they had like a country line of bears that they named after national heroes. Do you remember right. this? Like I the don't. Princess Diana bear? Oh, gosh. Do you remember this? Um, and it was worth like tons of money? Uh, vaguely, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that bigger honor is. It's about the same. I think same? I'd rather be Somewhere? a beanie baby. Okay. Soundbite. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to say... Was a great stall by you, by the way. Great stall. Yeah. <laughs> really good job. I'm going to say they did because I imagine that uh, the Canadians like to have a little fun. Yes, that is a true fact. That's true. That's true. Also, Mike Myers. Uh, is that is that true? Are you telling me that? Or are you asking? I don't know. I can. I I hope that there's a line of Shrek stamps. Ooh. I would hope. I would hope. Don't get. Uh, yeah. Um, if if yeah, Jim Carrey gets one. Mike Myers probably gets one too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So true or false? Fact number two. Two. Jim Carrey is the only actor to play both the Grinch and Scrooge. Is that true or false? The Grinch and who? I'm sorry. Scrooge. Scrooge. From A Christmas Carol. Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. 
best portrayed by Michael Caine in the immortal Muppet Christmas Carol? It's a different topic, but so true or false? True. I'm going to say true. That is true. You're two for two, buddy. Wow. Which still got that bit game. Bit game strong. Bit game strong. Did, okay. did you want to drop Michael Caine real quick? Do you want to <laughs> ask the next question in Michael Caine's voice? <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I don't have it prepared, so I don't want I'll it to be you, bad. I'll give you a second. I'll give you no, a second. It's okay. Okay. Um, just, I'm going to, I'm going to try to work up to it. So, Fact three, true or false, he used to write Tupac Shakur letters while Tupac was in prison. <laughs> um, because some men just won't watch the word bun. That was not a good one. It's not a good one. It kind of stuck in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, so you can't have me coming in cold on the Sir Michael. You're talking you're talking two packs right now. Two pack shacker. Yep. Uh boy. True or false? Let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say false. That is true. That's true. That's true. You're two out of three, big fella. Oh boy. Two out of three. Okay. One more clinches you with a pizza, but two more to go. So Jim Carrey was originally cast to play Ben Stiller's character. Greg slash Gaylord Fokker and meet the parents. Is that true or false? That is false. That's actually true. Oh my God. <laughs> Didn't Stiller write that movie? I don't think so, but oh, I'm not okay. sure. We will have to All look right. that up, but maybe Owen Wilson did. Oh, oh no. <laughs> if you want me to do Michael Caine, can you do an impression oh. of Owen Wilson as a lightsaber? Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. So I think you have two out of four. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You're two out of four, right? Two out of four. So this is a big one. Yep. This is for the pizza. So Jim Carrey, true or false, believes that the planet Earth is actually inside of the speck that's on the flower from the movie Horton Hears a Who and the Dr. Seuss book. You remember this? There's an elephant holding around the, yes. the little speck. So he believes that we're actually inside that that speck. Literally? Literally. Mm. True or false? For the pizza. Wow. There's, there's a lot on the line here. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go true, 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 false, would you? I, I can't. Who knows what I'll do? Who, kn- who knows what I'll do? I'm going to say False. That is false. I made that one. Up. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't see him ever saying a definitive fact like that. Okay. It would all be very amorphous. He would just say things like, "What? A, maybe I'll just become Jesus Christ." He would say something <laughs> like that, which he actually said in the documentary, but he wouldn't say a Dr. Seuss book thing. So anyway, but it wasn't right. as. Yeah, I win yeah. again. I win so, again. Yep. Brian is going to have pizza and do for days. So good job, yep. buddy. Good job. Thanks, that was man. a little more touch and go there, but you pulled through. Yep. So yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So check out that 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 doc if you're on the flicks. Jim and Andy, the Great Beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, and I think we have time that we wanted to that I wanted to hit on real quick is I brought you this list. I put it in front of you. 
theringer.com, which I'm a fan of and a fan of their podcast. We've talked about it. But so go check that out. But they had a list a little while ago of the top 50 superhero movies of all time. Yes. And this is something that we both have takes on. And yes. you, your outrage mainly um, revolved around the fact that they had um, one of your favorite films, Logan, at number 18, which you thought was way too low. Well, see, off the top here, you've presented it as if you brought something happy into my life. What you really <laughs> did was just brought a, a rage-inducing pile of trash and just yeah. dropped it into my life, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since you did it. <laughs> but that's the whole point. That's the whole point. I, you, you I, went, on a, I went on a, a Skype rage when you gave this to me, and you told me to calm down. <laughs> No, I actually I didn't tell you to calm down. I said this is what I'm looking for. This is the no, this is the you, passion. This is the takes. You said, "All right, calm down." That's what you said. <laughs> calm down, Brian. Gosh. Oh. So yeah. So there's yeah. They have a list of 50 superhero movies and movies that were ahead of Logan, just in oh in and around Iron Man oh three, God. which was number 14, which I don't agree with, which I didn't really like that much the original michael keaton batman number 16 which mm. so yeah I, th I think logan could have been higher and also right below it at they had number 19 avengers age of ultron which there's got to be more space between logan and avengers age of ultron mm. i just i i have a, i told you this i have a hard time believing that the people that made this but like actually thought this was like a good idea this is <laughs> this is not what you believe in your heart to be true. Why would no. you put this on the internet? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is I don't think it's a like a subjective kind of like this is what we think the best movies are. Which that's because mm -hmm. people like us are going to look at it and kind of be like, okay, well, I disagree, and here's the reasons why. But they use this kind of this formula which they had as measuring critical success, box office performance rewatchability and timelessness so they kind of mash that all together and try to come up with a list which what you know whatever that's fine here's here's what they do with these lists though those millennials and their statistics you know here's what they do with these lists they make them crazy as hell so they they just stir the pot but then they put in at certain spots generally agreed upon rankings so that it has a, a hint of believability yep. And credibility to it, and that just makes me even more mad. Like yep. you, they they play the safe card on certain spots, and then. Mm. So mm -hmm. what? What? So what was your take on? Did you get? Did you get to the number one movie on the list? Did you get there? I did. I did. And what was your, that's, that's lazy. fine. That's lazy. It's, it's that's, lazy, that's, but that's that's lazy. the generally accepted one. So the that's number the, one. Yes. Let's just say it. Number one they had for a superhero movie was the dark Knight, Right. Right. And, yep. um, every kid, you know, every bro in his college dorm rooms like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Of course. What do you mean, bro? You know, Heath Ledger died. <laughs> do you know that? You know that he spent a lot of time in his hotel room doing a lot of drugs. Do you know what yeah. he went through to bring us the yeah. Joker? Yep. But yeah, Jim yeah, okay. Carrey survived, but yeah, Jim Carrey survived. And that's yeah. what we're, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk the about the Dark fair. Knight as a whole? 
Can we talk about the Dark Knight as a whole? And it's it's good, but it's not better than Logan. Oh, it's not better than oh, the Avengers. Oh, oh, the takes, the takes, the takes. Okay, so it is so is Logan your number one on this list? Is it your? Is it? Can we just? Jeez, uh, it's it's top three. Okay. okay, let's just go back to the list. I'm scrolling through it right now. Okay, two Spider-Man movies, two Toby Spider-Man movies beat Logan. Are you yeah. smoking crack? That is <laughs> unbelievable to me. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, I love this. I love. I love. See, this is what I I wanted to get. This is what I wanted to get out of. <laughs> Just in pure production value alone, not even close. I don't even think the. Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man reboots belong on this list. I don't even think they they cracked the top 50 at all. Wow. Wow. Well, here's the, th- the, the really the thing to think about this as, as kind of as a whole in context is that these most of these are pretty new. You know, a lot of this mm-hmm. is like post 2000. So the the kind of the the pool to pick from isn't maybe as big as you think it is. And it, they have some of the honorable mentions below um, the movies that didn't make this list. <laughs> and they're all pretty bad. I put Shaq's steel above any Spider-Man movie. Wow. <laughs> you don't believe that. You really don't believe that <laughs> because you're a noted, you're a noted um, Francophile, which yes. is a person who is in the James Franco fan club. And you can't mm-hmm. discount, you know, um, yes. Harry Osborn played by, by the Franco hashtag young Franco. So I know you don't blade. I know. So blade blade is better than any X or any Spider-Man movie. Ooh, you almost slipped, but yeah. The, so I just want to go through some of my quick hits real quick. They had blade okay. at number 52. That's way too low. Uh, unacceptable. Blade should be higher. Um, also Hellboy at 41 too low. Hellboy is good. Have you seen Hellboy? I have seen Hellboy. I'm not on the Hellboy fan bus, but I I I respect. Yeah, respect. I'm not either. I'm not a Hellboy fanboy, as you would say. But I would say it's mm-hmm. it's higher than 41. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's better than any of these Batman pre pre bail Batman's. Okay. Okay. Careful. Um, <laughs> I had a visual like convulsion when you yeah yeah okay um okay um man of steel at number 37 um i think i like that movie more than you do or i don't even know if you've seen it but it i when you have okay i think you should see it but okay it has to be higher than x-men the last stand which is Mm -hmm. flaming trash Mm mm-hmm Directed by one of America's scumbags, Brett Ratner. And yeah. they, they killed your favorite X-Men Cyclops off screen in this movie, which not okay. And um, former, I mean, yeah, you had former um, 80s English soccer thug slash hooligan Vinnie Jones as juggernaut in this movie. It's just it it's it's but he's ridiculous. the juggernaut bitch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, big ups to uh, launching Ellen Page's career, though. There you go. Silver lining. Look at you going for silver lining. Yeah. Um, Superman Returns at 32. That It doesn't belong on this list. It's garbage. Get it out of here. <laughs> it's the, the first time they tried to reboot Superman. Yeah. 
And now just, you, they're ne- they're never going to be able to show it again anyway because Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor in it. So it's it's just oh going to be gone. Boy. It's going to be oh boy. not going on ABC Family anytime soon. <laughs> um, Spider Man Three at number twenty nine. What what the hell? Unbelievable. Get, get that out of here. Unbelievable. Get that out of here. Unbelievable. How Which, do you feel about Kick Ass being so low? Sorry to cut you off there. Um, I haven't actually seen that. Is that what? so? I'll I'll defer to you on this. Wow. Yeah, Kick Ass is definitely top thirty, maybe top twenty. Where do they have that? Where's forty nine? Forty nine. Forty nine. I think. I'll trust your opinion. Uh, so I'll, I'll add that on the list to see. Um, forty eight. Sorry, just just below Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, I think Age of Ultron might be too high at nineteen. I don't really. Yeah. I mean, it's, okay. it's fine, but I, I don't think it's a top 20. Okay. I think what they should have done, in my opinion, if I was building this list, you have to group, you have to take the Marvel and the DC groups yep. and, and, and rank them as a group and then rank them amongst themselves. You know mm. what I'm saying? So you got to take all the Marvel movies okay. are better than, you know, old Batman movies. They're just straight up. Yeah, no, they, they I, I agree. Automatically I agree. Beat them. Yeah, I agree. There's there there kind of has to be kind of you could even have like eras. Like I don't think it's right. fair to say like the like compare the Christopher Reeve Superman movies to what's going on now, you know. Right. Any anything where a, a like Batman's wearing spandex or Superman's wearing like spandex that you could just get knifed right through. I mean, it's not, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, not that Superman has to wear really anything at all, but Yeah. It, yeah, it's yep. it, there should be sort of a tiering system. Yes, I agree exactly. Um, personally, for me, Batman Begins at twenty three is too low. It should be higher. Mm. And that that personally, it just was a movie that made an impression on me. I know a lot of people don't even have that out of that trilogy as being like the bottom one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it just was so uh, impactful because we finally got. I, I saw that like at a in the theater at like I somehow through work got like a special like premiere ticket to see it at like a premiere thing. Wow. This was your moment. Um, and it was like, Whoa, like let's, you know, let's do this. This is finally what we're looking for. So this was your Logan. This was your Logan. So yeah, kind of. And then I also said Logan at 18 was, was too low. I think that should have been higher. Um, and I think Iron Man three is too high. I, that one to me, and I, I haven't seen it in a while, but you know, it's, I don't know. I, it, I didn't really like it as definitely not as good as Iron Man one, but um, that's a little too high. I think any Iron Man beats any Spider-Man movie. I keep saying Spider-Man cause I just, I'm trying to be annoying, but H- have you seen I'm, the, the I'm new one? Yet? The, the homecoming? No, no, okay. I'm, I'm saying pre that pre that. Those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I'm I'm grouping that one into the modern Marvel age. Okay. Yeah, though I think this summer though I I rewatched the um the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and it really is is still pretty good. It holds up pretty well other than like the CGI and the special effects. You're like, "Oh, mm. yikes, that's not the best." But um, did you know other than that it's pretty good. 
Did you ever see the Garfield Spider-Mans? I never even. Oh, (laughs) when you first said that, I'm like, there's some kind of weird Garfield the cat (laughs) cartoon where he's Spider-Man crossover. Yes. Yeah. The webs couldn't hold him. He was just trying to steal his Anya. Um, I saw the, the first one. Um, and it was fine. It was good. I'm like, this is, this is pretty good. You know, it was like straight ahead. Fine standard. I, I didn't see the second one. I, Heard that the second one wasn't as good as the first one, but I just kind of um, I, they just didn't even come up as as real to me. They just weren't even in my my monkey sphere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so I think we kind of recap that list pretty well, and you know, it's out there at theringer.com if anyone wants to check it out and well, last you know last make their own rankings. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Last take. Um, something I think they put in just for me and you here. Uh, we're going to go back to 18 Logan, 17 Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that is just? Do you think there's yeah, justice that's, in the world? That's that's a good movie. That's a good movie. <sighs> My goodness. Have you seen it? I have seen it. You saw the Winter Soldier? I did. Oh, and I it's thought not you told even... me. No, it's... It. I've seen it. Okay. And it's not even close to as good as Logan. Okay. Not even close. Okay. <laughs> See, I would I would kind of put those in the same kind of band. No. I don't God. know if they're okay. No. But the thing is they're so like vastly they're they're doing a lot of different things. They're kind of not, mm. you know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. The problem with trying to argue with you is you're like yeah, your point's really valid. Yeah. It's like, it's like son of a bitch, argue with me. <laughs> no, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're totally entitled to that opinion. Yes, Logan was very good. Yes. <laughs> Again, when you do an impression of me, it sounds like Kip. It's not how I sound. Yeah, well, that was like... It sounds uh, like a mature... Canadian schmuck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the, you know, Brian, what the world needs now is love. You know, and we're already... We're, we've already won that we're... Um, recording ourselves talking about superhero movies. You know, we're already ahead of the game. We are. Yep. We are winning. So, but one, one thing on the internet that I just wanted to mention before we go that I saw mm-hmm. and I wanted to see your thoughts or hear your thoughts as it were relates to Logan. I just saw a news story that Marvel is, and I know I'm for some reason wag, waggling my pen at you when I'm talking. I don't know. You're I'm driving at home. You're driving yeah. at home. I saw on the internet that Marvel is coming out with a Wolverine scripted podcast. It is called uh, Wolverine the Long Night, and it will be coming out early next year. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts what yes okay there's so many thoughts first of all is it i knew, i knew this would be good for you is it is it disney produced um i didn't see anything about disney but it's it's sanctioned by marvel so i mean it's from oh boy so there's the guys of marvel unlikely but, that it will be r-rated uh, well it's a podcast there's not i mean i mean it's you, it's explicit or nothing right I mean, well, yeah. They didn't have that level of detail, but I, I'm, you know, okay. I don't know. Will it be voiced by 
huge Jackman. No. Okay. So, but here's the thing. They did have the guy's name that is going to be doing the voice. And okay. this is kind of ties in with something that you would know. So I want to get your impression. Okay. This guy's name is um, Richard Armitage, which okay. I d- didn't really know who that was. I Googled him. He kind of looks Jackman-esque. He's English, though. Jacked. Light, light Jackman. Uh, like 7.5 out of 10 Jackmans. Um, <laughs> but I saw that he was in the Hobbit movies, so I figured you would know who it was. So he is something... Can I just tell you the character and then you'll get it? Probably. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm Ri- so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, see. The guy's name is Richard Armitage, and he played something called Thorin, Thorin Oakenshield. Oakenshield. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. Do you know who what this is? Do I know who Thorin Oakenshield is? Yes. Of course I do. He's okay, so super- is that a good is that a good voiceover Jackman slash Wolverine? Uh yeah. I'll I'll give it to him. I'll okay. give it to him. All right. Um, so last question on this. Okay. Apparently, at least initially, it's going to be exclusively on the podcast app Stitcher, and it is going to be um, on their premium thing, so you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But, 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 here's the question. One, you can probably get a free trial. And I think it's going to be 10 episodes at least, so you can probably knock that out in whatever time it takes. Mm-hmm. Two, I looked that up because after I Googled what is a Richard Armitage, my next Google was <laughs> how much does Stitcher Premium cost a month? Yes. $4.99 a month. So I would pay $5 for this probably. Mm. I mean. I like I like the exploration they're doing into this, this media. Uh-huh. This medium. I don't think that they're that charging for it is a good idea. But people are going to pay for it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so before you told me that it was going to be Richard Armitage, I didn't know. I know Thorne Oakenshield from the Hobbit movies. He's uh-huh. uh, the the prince that was promised for the dwarves. Um, but I, there was a number of voice actors that voiced Wolverine in the animated series, one of which... In, in an Australian accent, which I would have welcomed back. Okay. Bub. So, bub. So okay. that's exciting. I'm I'm glad you told me about that. I, I saw that and I knew that um, that would be in your wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Um. Just just before we 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 sign off, I just want to check my phone real quick and get um. Get a, a Red Wings score update. Oh, they're not losing ten to one right now. Right, yeah, because I saw that they were, they were winning. Um, quick uh, checkup at LCA, uh, Little Caesars Arena. Uh, Red Wings and Jets wings up three to one with fifteen oh five left in the third. Brian, back to you. So, there you go. Wow, wow, yeah. They played the Montreal Canadiens in a barn burner the other night, and oh, uh, it was the corner. He got you got a minute. Go ahead. Well, I was, I was trying. It was 
when you say barn burner, like somebody literally torched it and it was burning yeah. to the ground. Yeah, there was no survivors. Um, I was trying not to pay attention to it, but in the fashion that they were losing was just so horrifying that I was glued to the third period. Uh, this is this past loss is the worst loss, the worst loss in my lifetime. They, the last time they lost by this many goals was 31 years ago. Yeah, but when you say like worst loss in your lifetime, like so you're like discounting like a game seven Stanley Cup we're, finals loss on home ice. I mean, we're, ta- we're talking cares about a freaking regular season game of. <laughs> see, here's me arguing with you. No. <laughs> you see, I lured you into sports. Wow, we got I a set sports trap. Okay, and I sprung it on you. Yeah, you you can't say stuff like that. That's just not true. It, they no. lost by nine goals. Who, who cares? I do. Statistically, I know it's yeah, well, it's embarrassing. Okay, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. See, wow. you, you want me to get combative, and then I get combative. Yeah. yeah. So usually, when a team's winning by like six, yeah. you don't end up losing by four more because their their D squad is in. And you're not yeah. shitting the bed still. Yeah, but this is so. Yeah, but that's this hockey though. I mean, they don't. It's like they. I don't know if you know this, but they like substitute throughout the whole game. Like they don't just like put in the second string. No. My argument is is that they and these put are it, and these are French Canadians. They're like not as nice as regular Canadians, so they're going to keep running up the score. They do absorb all the the malice so, from you all know, the other. If they Canadians. were playing like Calgary or Toronto, you know, they would. Uh, oh no, they I would. Think, uh, you know. Take it easy, Henri. I think those Toronto boys would, would really bury him. Well, his uh, Babcock's hair would bury him is what would happen. They're actually doing really well. I'm Look at you. We got like five minutes of sports. <laughs> this is awesome. This is awesome. I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty proud of Mr. Mr. Cock up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good place to end it. Okay. So um, – we want. I wanted to just tease something because I think next week we'll be ready for our Stranger Things recap. Wow. And I think one of the first things I want to put on our social media is a poll to answer the most burning, hotly debated question in America. Are you Team Jonathan or are you Team Steve? So... We're going we're gonna, to, I think, next time do a Stranger Things deep dive and uh, get our thoughts on that. So... Until next time, I'm Joel, and Brian's over there saying Mr. Cox doing a great job. (laughs) We'll talk to you later.